Hello and welcome to Total Random Mama Keeping Hashtag Mom Life Real. I am Tara, aka Total Random Mama, and I am the mom to two amazing kids, Henry, who is six, and Miles, who is eight months, going on nine months. Today's episode, I have um, mentioned a couple of times, and I've been putting off doing, I've attempted to do this a few times. Even today, I've attempted to do this a few times, and it's not working out very well. It's just, it's a very hard topic for me to talk about for a number of reasons. There's a lot of guilt, definitely shame, and trauma, to be frank, Um, because colic is no joke. I, prior to having children, I heard people talk about colic, and I honestly never thought much of it. I would hear moms sharing stories about how they were up late with a crying baby that was difficult to settle, or stories of pacing the floor with a screaming baby during the witching hours, or having to drive around neighborhoods, parking lots, down highways, just to get a baby to calm down. And I even remember the first few weeks with Henry. Um, My husband wore a path, I swore, in our home walking back and forth, pacing, with Henry crying. And he would even bounce on my birthing ball, trying to get him to calm down. But Henry would calm down eventually. He just made us work a little harder for it. And we were told then that it was probably colic and just something normal that babies go through. Even when you look at the definition of colic, it doesn't sound that bad. They say that it is episodes of crying for more than three hours a day for more than three days a week, for three weeks in an otherwise healthy child. Don't all babies do that? Therein lies the problem. Because colic, as we experienced it with Miles, is far worse than that. And I am not exaggerating when I say that. Now, no one really knows what causes colic. If you Google it, you will see a number of different guesses. But there is nothing definitive. And even as somebody who lived through it, we could not pinpoint what the issue was. For the record as well, there is absolutely nothing you can do to cure colic. If you found a cure, it was not colic. And even though there are many, many products out there to claim to do so, it's just something as the pediatric specialist told us that we have to survive. Another problem is that the definition is so vague that just about every bout of excessive crying is labeled as colic. So now we're about four months, five months out of the experience. And as I said, I still have difficulty talking about it past a simple, you know, it was the worst experience and I almost lost my mind and then just tell people how long he cried for because it was that traumatic for him and for the rest of our family. And it's probably why it's taken me so long to talk fully about it or to complete the blog that I was trying to write about it. Because in doing so and talking about it or writing about it, I have to relive the experience, which means that I have to stop and step away um, for a while to remind myself that we got through it, that I'm no longer living in it. And it's hard. It's very, very hard. It's why I hit record on this five times now this morning. Why I recorded a whole episode and there were moments where you couldn't even understand what I was saying, so I deleted it. I'm gonna try my best to describe the hell we lived. I don't think I'm going to be able to truly capture it. Some people may think, oh, you're exaggerating. 
I'm not. And so let's just start. Let's just get into it. So first, the crying. It's not crying. It's screaming so intense and loud that you can feel the pain yourself. It's unrelenting and it's coming from a little human that is completely dependent on you. A little human that you love more than anything and you cannot make it stop. It lasts for hours. Now, yes, there are very short breaks, but it doesn't stop. And during those breaks, he would curl up and gripping in such pain, his knuckles would be white because he'd be gripping his hand balled into a fist so hard. I swore the neighbors could hear it and we live in a detached home. And I wondered if people in the neighborhood thought we were killing our child. I remember one day Ivan looking at me completely exasperated and and asking, how is it possible that Miles hasn't lost his voice? Because this would go on from about 11 o'clock in the morning till roughly 3 a.m. He wouldn't sleep for more than 20 to 40 minute intervals. And I think it was just out of pure exhaustion. Uh, Before we knew what was wrong with him, I made numerous trips to the hospital where they ran tests because they believed he had something called pyoric stenosis. Pyoric stenosis is a condition um, where there is a flap in your stomach that empties into your colon, and they believed that Miles's flap was not working properly. It's very difficult to get a ultrasound for, so they had us get three ultrasounds to rule it out and finally referred us to specialists because Even the doctors in the pediatric clinic at the hospital couldn't believe that this was just colic and reflux because, yes, he also had reflux or GERD. They kept saying that it had to be more because of the extent and the intensity of his crying. The way he would tense every muscle in his body and then projectile vomit, they thought they had to be missing something, but they weren't. We were just that unlucky. One of the three pediatric specialists that we were sent to told us that Miles just had the quote-unquote perfect storm. He had severe colic and GERD, and that all we could do was medicate him with baby Zantac or Prevacid for the GERD and survive the colic. I went to weekly appointments, and now that I look back, I realize that those appointments were not only just to make sure that Miles was uh, getting the help he needed for his GERD, but it was also to make sure that Miles was safe and that I wasn't heading to a mental space where I would harm him because that was a real possibility. Which brings us to the part of the story where I have to admit a few scary things. And I know I'm going to be judged uh, for these things, but... um, It may help another mom who's out there and who has gone through what I went through. So before I begin, I want to make it very, very, very clear. And here comes the tears again. I love my sons. I love both my sons more than anything in this world. But I was at a level of exhaustion that no human should experience and expect to function. And yet I still had to. Because I had another child and myself and my husband, I was in sensory overload, 
with the piercing screaming that I couldn't soothe and that I couldn't stop no matter what I did. And it lasted for hours and hours and hours, which meant my mind went to places and I thought things that I regret deeply, that I'm ashamed of. But thankfully, I never acted on any of them because I was very, very, very lucky. I had a support system in my husband, in my parents, and in my friends that I could call on. So I mentioned last week that you don't know and we shouldn't judge until we walk in someone's shoes. And I remember sitting on the couch with my screaming, in pain baby who had been screaming at me for roughly seven hours at that point. And I remember sitting there and my mind just drifting. And that's basically the last that I remember. I do recall my husband coming and take, he said something to me. If I tried to remember what he said, I'd be lying. And I remember him taking the baby from me. And then he was gone. The next thing I remember is I was sitting in my car on, in an abandoned school on a country road in the pitch dark, crying uncontrollably because I realized that I have just walked out on my children and my husband and I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go back. I couldn't take it anymore. At one point, my husband started calling because I, I guess I'd been gone for some time and I just didn't even want to talk to him. I didn't want to face him because I was ashamed that I just walked out on my family and that I didn't want to go back because I wanted this. I wanted Miles. I felt that Miles would complete our family and he has. And I felt like I wasn't being a good mother. I blamed myself for everything that he was going through because as moms, we're supposed to be able to console him. I was nursing him. I was rocking him. I was doing everything that they say you're supposed to do. And I couldn't make him stop. And I could see he was in pain and I couldn't do anything. And no matter how much I took him to the hospital, begged doctors to help, took him for the test, nothing was working. I, I did hot water bottles and heating pads and I tried it all. And sitting there, I felt like such a failure and I just thought they'd be better off without me. So I just wasn't going back. And then I snapped out of it and I realized I had to go back. So I just scared the crap out of my husband who is dealing now with the screaming baby that I had handed, well, that he had taken from me and his wife had walked out. That was not a pretty scene. Another incident, um, and this one is far worse. My parents had come over in the morning right when the peak happened and as they did every day just to give me a reprieve. I would leave the house, leave them with him because they all agreed that I needed to just get away so I didn't have to deal with it for that length of time because my husband started to work. So basically from nine to three was my shift and I was home during the day because he was at work. So he would come home and as soon as he got home, he would take the baby and I would get a break for about three hours with him and my parents came for about two to three hours in the morning um, so I can walk out and, and, and just be away from it for a little while. 
But one day in particular, it was at the peak, the height of it. My parents had just left and he screamed the whole time he was with them. I came in the door to screaming and I was sitting on the couch with him and I was just looking at him and I wanted to throw him. I wanted to throw my baby. Like the thought crossed my mind, like I'm just done, like go. And in that moment, I needed to get away from him. So I safely put him down and I got up to walk away and my mother miraculously called me in that moment. It's almost like she knew because I guess they were with him earlier and they knew how bad it was that day. And uh, she called and I admitted, I was like, mom, I just had a vision of just tossing him. And she's like, yeah, it's a bad day and you just got to get through it, Tara. And I did. There were times when he was screaming in the bath that I thought I could just let go and it'll stop. I didn't, but I can't judge the woman who did because those thoughts did cross my mind. I would never hurt my children, but the thought was there and I'm ashamed of it. I never knew that a crying, scratch that, screaming child could affect someone so deeply if I was in a different state of mind if I was getting sleep if I wasn't dealing with postpartum hormones because colic happens right at the peak of you get basically two to three weeks where you just have a normal fussy sleepy baby and then it goes to hell so quickly so quickly And you're still dealing with all of the post-labor pains of giving birth. And you're dealing with the hormone influctuation and the lack of sleep, the new adjustment to your family, to your life, whether it's your first kid, your second kid, or your 10th. There's just so much going on. And then you have colic. There's no support groups that I know of. There should be. And you hear other people talk about their experiences with colic. And sometimes it's very helpful. And sometimes you just want to shake them and be like, you did not experience colic. You had a fussy baby. But it's still tough. And I understand that. And they're trying to give you camaraderie. And you need that. (sighs) I survived. Miles survived. Our family survived. I remember one of my last appointments with the pediatric specialist. And he, oh gosh, Dr. Godfrey was a godsend. So was Dr. Wong. And so was Dr. O. Those were the three doctors that I was seeing basically on a weekly basis. And I remember Dr. Godfrey, whenever I went in for an appointment, was always like, you're doing a good job. You're making it through. He's getting healthy. He's gaining a little bit of weight because that's the other thing. He's so busy crying that he's not eating very much. So we rode the fourth percentile for a very long time because he also had the GERD, which meant that he was taking in food, but then vomiting it all up whether it was breast milk or formula, he was probably keeping down out of a feeding a quarter, maybe half of it. He was in a lot of pain. And I remember Dr. Godfrey always being so encouraging, like you're making it, 
you're going to make it through this. You're doing a good job. Keep leaning on your support system. Keep reaching out. He got me through. Dr. Wong got me through. Dr. O got me through because I got help. There's a lot of moms out there who aren't going and getting the help. If you think you are experiencing colic, please go get the help. If it wasn't for them and my support system, I don't think I would have made it. I shudder to think what could have happened to my entire family. If a friend of yours says they're experiencing colic, check on them. They're not okay. I'm so grateful for the people who checked on me. I am so grateful for my parents, for my husband, for my son. We got through that together. Not everyone is so lucky. So I'm going to leave it with that. We survived, barely. I am not a bad mom for having those thoughts. No matter what some may think, I know I'm not a bad mom. I know I'm just a mom who survived a type of hell with her kid. And maybe one day I will be able to talk about it without tearing up. Maybe one day it'll be easier. I don't think I'll ever be able to look back and laugh because there was nothing about it that was remotely funny or comfortable for anyone. But we survived. So with that, thank you for listening. Share your stories with me. Uh, You can email at total random mama so not at sorry you can follow me on instagram twitter at total random mama you can email me total random mama at gmail.com or you can like my facebook page total random mama until next week you're not alone we're in this together <laughs>